here. I'm starting the recording now. Yeah, I cool. just wanted to um, put something out there, and if it turns into something, then that's cool. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I just wanted to kind of get together and get some minds together and talk about uh, mm. you know, this evolving landscape and, um, you know, be kind of topic-based on a nest here like this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well... Tell me, because you just uh, climbed Mount Kilimanjaro, right? So <laughs> that's this, this, correct. This is for educational purposes, right? Yes. So, um, how was how was that experience? One climbing the mountain, and then I'd mm-hmm. like to hear about the uh, you know, the school that um, you're fundraising for. Yeah, yeah. Um, thank you, thank you, Seth. And yeah, so. Um, it was an ambitious kind of a uh, goal, but I, I admit it's a very much a, a kind of a marketing kind of launch for the for the education or project. But um, but I just I just felt it all kind of linked, as in like the theme of proof of work. Um, you know, climbing a mountain, you you can't cheat it really. You know, there's this there's so many. Um, there's so many steps to it in regards to the preparation, in regards to the execution and whatnot. So, so um, it's something I've done before. Um, I've climbed Kili once before in 2020. Um, I took a different route, but I didn't actually summit. So I, I got to, um, there's three peaks in Kilimanjaro. There's uh, Uhuru Peak, which is the main one. Um, then there's Stella Point, and then there is Gilman's. So I got to Gilman's Peak in 2020. And it was always like a, a revenge kind of mission for me to kind of actually climb it. So um, again, doing my research and found a different route to climb it. Um, just again, speaking with some family and, and people who are experienced in climbing it before. And then, you know, we my, my family, we've transitioned to a new location, which is closer to Kilimanjaro. And it just kind of all kind of lined up and and all the tools as well. For instance, the, the geyser, fund page um just that format just that format of that philanthropy and donating towards stuff and all of it just it just all kind of lined up and then not only that nosta i'd been joined since since uh since when uh february and just kind of witnessing zap raises and witnessing you know just seeing people initiate projects you know kind of being there with developers talking about different stuff seeing them create things and chop and change stuff so I was really inspired by the community and, you know, and I'm luckily and blessed enough to have Kilimanjaro kind of literally in my backyard, pretty much, um, you know, it's only a two hour drive for me right now to get there. And, uh, and it's kind of where I'm from as well. The, 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 the location where, where I started the climb. So yeah, that, that was really, really just an amazing, um, experience, uh, challenging and, and all sorts about it. Um, and then linking to the, to the educational project, um, yeah, increasing a Bitcoin adoption in Tanzania is, is very, very important to me. Um, I've, I've struggled to kind of connect with Tanzanians online about Bitcoin and I've kind of, you know, just kind of joined other African Bitcoiners. So for me, kind of having a, having a profile of Tanzania and Bitcoin is important to me as well. So. So my goal is to kind of increase awareness here in Tanzania and increase adoption of Bitcoin specifically. Um, and that's kind of how the Proof of Work Academy, that's that's what it's what it's called, um, is uh, it kind of got birthed. So start by climbing Kili with a Proof of Work project and then 
have that case study to kind of kind of use as the educational tool to kind of bridge the gap for people uh, here and and also give yourselves like you know an audience which is really great it was really great you know you guys Seth you and and so many other other nostriches just supporting the the mission so that was cool it's connect those two worlds so that was that was a real goal as well yeah that's amazing and uh, <laughs> heck of a way to launch a, a project like that uh, by you know climbing a mountain so I think that's a a great marketing effort and um you know I, I i'm excited to see the progress you make on the proof of work academy are you um targeting a specific demographic i mean you, you're a teacher right so um are you incorporating this into um your current role or is this going to be kind of separate for uh, a different yeah. demographic no, no. So, I mean, I literally just got off a phone call. So I've, I've moved to a new location as well. So I was in Dar es Salaam, um, the kind of the coastal kind of capital of, of Tanzania, um, financial capital. Um, and then now I've moved to Arusha, which is a whole different region, close to Kilimanjaro, close to all the safari parks and stuff. So it was like uh, I left that school and, and I'm kind of, I, I was kind of transitioning. So I'm looking into into either getting back into school um, or like an, another international school that I was work I, I work at or or kind of starting this full time, um, so it's kind of in that transition stage. But my my wife is starting a, a learning project here uh, in Arusha, so we're kind of it's all educational based stuff. So so but I'm I'm very passionate about like you know the this this you know the, the generation that I was teaching you know those who are high schoolers. Um, you know, I, and like I said, I just had a phone call with with a student um, who who goes to a school in in the area, and um, he was looking for a bitcoiner. Um, he's a young Tanzanian guy, um, and he was looking for a bitcoiner. And you know, somehow he, they contacted Daniel Prince, and then Daniel Prince contacted me because they're trying to find a Tanzanian bitcoiner. And, you know, lo and behold, they found me. So he's got a he's got a he's got a development event in October, and and yeah. So I'm I'm really still targeting kind of the high schoolers, um, and 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 yeah, that 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 they they are they are they are full of ideas. They they pick things up so quickly. They've they they grew up on iPads, man. So you know, and and all this generation. So they're 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 super super on it, and and I guess. Some of them were just looking for someone to guide them. Um, some of them just needed someone tangible to talk to about. So that's kind of where I found I'm finding my 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 kind of my niche to to kind of engage with. So goal would be kind of be engaging with the international schools in the area. Quite a lot of them are kind of clustered together, and then kind of just maybe even setting up some after school clubs and just kind of talking about Bitcoin, talking about Nostra, talking about AI, and just those kind of things. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, those three kind of go together so well, Bitcoin, Nostra, and AI. I mean, they're like almost, um, you, you can see the use case for, you know, the three of them uh, coming together. And um, you're right. Those the I, I jokingly say, like, in my generation, you know, it was like my grandmother used to have me change the clock on her VCR whenever, like, we'd go through daylight savings time. So I'd have to up update that now it's you know i hand off my phone or an ipad to my son and say hey, help me figure this out you know um like you said they're so accustomed to that you know the learning style they they can navigate it so much easier because i mean they grew up with it so um 
Yep, exactly, exactly, exactly. And now, so we have like these AI models, like the, the chat GPTs, you know, we were talking about. And the one thing I'm kind of bullish for is like the personalized learning model. So like I, I was never like a great, you know, student per se, an average student, but that's because of the way you know, I went to public school. It was a small school, um, but it was, um, you know, uh, oftentimes just boring to me. And I, I always kind of like to tinker around with stuff. I like technical stuff. I like electronics. Things like that were always interesting to me. Uh, but like, you know, history was not at, at the time. Now, the older I got, the more I got in, interested in history. But um, so like, as it comes to these uh, like personalized like learning models, I, I've always thought like, you know, a kid, if he's going to be an engineer, he's like good at math. He's very interested in mechanics, how things kind of go together and like we should embrace that and you know give that student a whole bunch of engineering tools to go be a great engineer or same with an artist or a musician you know if, if they have a certain craft then we should focus on that and let them excel at what they're they're passionate about and what they're good at and i am optimistic um on these personalized learning models because i think it will be able to sort of help balance out you know, well-rounded is good and people should know how, like the basics, you know, how to, um, do basic math and how to do, uh, sort of the fundamentals of, of life. Right. But then there's stuff that's being taught that's probably unnecessary and it turns into just rote memorization. And, um, I don't know, what do you think about like these personalized, um, around here? So like in the public schools, uh, they, they have it called special, uh, special education, right? So for, you know, what is deemed, um, you know, difficult learners or learning disabilities or learning challenges. And I said at one of the board meetings, I said, I think we should just get really good at, they call them IEPs, individual education plans. And so we just need to find a way to get really good at individualized education plans and be able to customize, you know, a, a plan, a pathway for learning for all students. It shouldn't just be for the students that are falling behind. I mean, um, that I think you kind of look at it in a, it, with a different perspective, you know, you're, you're, um, if, if, uh, you know, the students that are kind of in the herd that are doing well, I mean, it's hard to say if they're, you know, really learning or if they're just sort of memorizing, they're just good at memorization or, uh, or what it is. But, uh, what do you think about kind of building out those individual learning models? Sorry. Yeah. Thanks, Seth. Man, that that you you. I was just uh, muting, but I was just like I was just nodding the whole way when you were talking about it because it's something. It's literally what my my wife and and has has kind of set out to do is 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 kind of we we, we were part of a, 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 an international school uh, with the with the with the Cambridge curriculum, which is uh, the UK system, an international school in Tanzania, by the way. Um, and great school, and and it's a great it's a great curriculum. But I mean, what's good about it is it's scalable, right? You know, you can you can easily add another student to that, right? You can easily kind of just add a few more desks and kind of, you know, it, it's a scalable model. Like, and that's and that and but what happens when it scales up? You know, I feel there there is an opportunity for what you're talking about this quality to to kind of you know those who are who are trailblazers and you do have them in class right and sometimes they're trouble they, they, they're deemed as troublemakers but they're 
they, they just see the world differently. And, 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 you know, that, that is the challenge. And I think what my, my wife has set out to do, um, and also um, we've partnered with another family, so we're homeschooling kids, um, and looking into that, like that, that kind of that personalized learning models for them. You know, she has two kids and, you know, they're a year apart, but they're, they're doing two different curriculums because based off their different needs. Like, yeah, I appreciate, you know, it's, it's very difficult to, to kind of have 20 kids and kind of do that. But, you know, I mean, you got to ask those questions, right? I mean, if you don't ask, you know, you know, and if, you know, you don't know, and it's not for everybody, but there are parents out there, and I feel, you know, I'm I'm one of them. I'm part of that 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 clique now who who wants to push that boundary and be interested and be like, all right, okay, you know, clearly, like you mentioned, you know, some are just gifted in the with the numbers and and whatnot, but some are just really gifted you know, artists and musicians and some just, you know, they, they just, they see it differently. And some are gifted athletes as well. I think even those kind of, those kind of, um, um, those kind of avenues have opened up as well. You know, we kind of, you have those kind of sports academies and uh, the dance schools and whatnot and whatnot. But, but can we, can we even break that even further down to, to, to those different crafts? And, and I just love the way that, 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 that Nasta and Bitcoin, and, and all these things have kind of decentralized just just the mindset and that that is that's exciting to me um so yeah i, I i'm really curious about it I, I feel like you 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 have a bit more experience a bit more knowledge about it but um have you have you kind of seen some or i've kind of engaged in some of these different personalized learning models as well only you know at the surface level uh, i'm mostly i'm i'm interested in it i know like Khan academy has uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Khan Academy. They're pretty big. Yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah. 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 And they've been kind of dabbling in these like AI assisted like tutors and uh, kind of they're probably leading the charge. Uh, I know he has done, I think it's Sam Khan, I want to say um, is his name. He did a TED talk on it, kind of uh, showcasing some of the things that they can do with it. And I think it's got huge upside potential because it makes uh, learning interesting and, and it makes it engaging and it, you know, the, the worst part of some of the legacy school systems is that it's like mundane and boring. And, um, that's the thing I hated the most about school. You know, I go in it tired, you know, like half falling asleep and, you know, there you're, when you're growing up, you know, especially like in between that age range of, you know, 12 to 18 or whatever, you know, there's so many like, changes going on, you know, in your body and and your social life and stuff like that, you know, learning almost becomes like a, a task and a chore. But if you kind of make it uh, more fun and kind of gamify it in a way that is more engaging and sort of modeled towards a person's interests, um, incentivize it in, in a, you know, right now you think about it, like in a lot of places, and I know it's uh, shifted and changed a lot, but a lot of places it is um, you know, it, it, it's kind of the, it's not the, the, it's the character of the stick. And oftentimes it's the stick, you know, it's like, well, you don't want to get bad grades or, you know, or on the other hand, well, you're doing it for good grades. And then you have this sort of set expectation and, uh, celebration of you. And, and so, um, and you know, both, I, I think the answer is somewhere in between, uh, where if you can, uh, individualize it and sort of have somebody kind of, uh, 
you know, betting against themselves instead of like going against, I mean, it's good to be competitive against other people. I believe that, you know, that drives innovation and, and, uh, and it drives progress, I guess, to some degree. But at the same time, you know, uh, I think if you kind of just change the mindset, I mean, you climb that Mount Kilimanjaro, you weren't competing against anyone else, you know, you're competing against yourself. You know, can I do it? Um, you know, can I beat my, uh, my last, uh, time I did it, you know, different route, maybe you're competing against a time, you know, but you're not competing against the the best in the world. You know, those, uh, somebody that can, you know, sprint up it or whatever. I don't know what the record is, but I'm sure it's probably insane compared to, you know, just an average human or whatever. But, um, and I, I used to, I watched those, uh, I got into Wim Hof method and I used to watch him like climb up there in the winter, like no shirt on and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, I just think, um, you know, that these models will, you know, but I think that there's going to be so much resistance to it. I'm already seeing like people like say, well, we have to limit chat GPT to certain uh, age brackets. And then there's some places saying, well, we can't use it because of, uh, you know, where the data is stored, uh, stored on a server in a different location. And I'm sure that, you know, that's probably something, uh, a good thing to consider, but you know, it's like, it's like the old way of doing math. It's like, we have to do it longhand. We're never going to use a calculator, but you're not going to advance mathematics without the calculator. You know, it's kind of like, it's like a brain hack, you know, it gives us an advantage to be able to do more. You can start going from basic math to, um, algebra and calculus and trigonometry and different things like that by applying these tools and using these models that exist. And I think AI and these law, these language models one, and then, you know, there's these multimodal models. So it's like, you know, audio output, you know, text to audio, text to, um, you know, music output, text to video outputs. I, I mean, those things are coming and they're coming really fast. And I think those type of models are going to change the landscape, even of like, you know, YouTube, a lot of people rely on YouTube for like kind of learning. Now you can literally like say something, customize your own like learning style package. And I mean, I, I'm speculating, of course, but I could see this happening. And, um, you know, it could also be a, a big game changer and get more people interested in education, just like YouTube did. It's just going to be YouTube kind of a little more customized and on on steroids, I guess. Yeah, and um, I'm I'm with you, man. I think I think it's it's such a, it, it yeah it, it it's such a broad kind of um, way forward, and 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 anything that is that is new is you know kind of gets that resistance and can challenge challenge the old way of thinking. But I, I love I love the way you put it. Like you know if 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 um if I didn't give you my email address, I told you to post me a letter. Like it's like I'm 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 almost being I'm almost inconveniencing the whole system. Like I know I know I'm inconveniencing people if I don't have WhatsApp. Like I'm just like, you know, it's just it's just it's literally the communication tool of Africa pretty much like, you know, as much as I try and avoid anything that is that is Facebook related, but like, you know, that's the one thing that I'm just like, all right, fine. I I, I gotta I gotta be able to have access to that because it just it just it just keeps me out of the loop of so many things but but yeah I, I think it's it's it is it is the next thing it's like right i mean i think you know i'm i'm, I'm here you know siri right siri on the iphone like 
like that that was probably was that kind of like a, an early stage of us kind of engaging with something and communicating with with a with a kind of like a software to kind of ask a question and get a response and an ask a response kind of feeling um you know and that was really exciting i remember you know when 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 the iphone introduced that that was like it just pushed a boundary for for so much stuff and now you're able to type you know a question i think i even typed like can you list the top 10 you know um top 10 uh companies in in tanzania like that are on the stock exchange you know based off you know um based off performances and stuff like that and it was able to just like you know produce it for me which was really cool and i was just like okay things are really you know this 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 is a whole time saving thing this is a whole just used correctly and used in a way it can just really like I, I love the example you shared about you know just almost took away someone's service um a lawyer fee by 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 just asking some some specific questions on on what was the procedure um you know it, it, it was really really empowering so yeah that's cool it's great to see jack up here as well on, on the stage man what's up jack yeah hey jack hey guys yeah, I think I'm still kind of like, I'm still official on the stage from last time. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to tune in and understand what you, exactly what you're talking about, because so, I've stopped teaching when all this AI kind of started. So, uh, so, so I sadly did not really have AI assistance when I was uh, um, working in education. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tune in and, and listen a bit. Sure. And, uh, yeah, we're just oh, kind of. I didn't see at the top. Yeah, I got. I just have a list of bullet points to kind of go over. Just to, I mean, we'll let the conversation flow. But um, I mean, AI is is a tool, and I think that it's dangerous in the same way it's not. Um, I think there is a good example of how AI can be a tool that is leveraged by the person who's doing something. Um, it's that tool, Quex, uh, the one from Lupe. What was it called again? Um, is text text FX. Text FX. That's the yeah, one. FX, yeah. So let's imagine you do a creative writing. Um, you don't want the damn thing to write it for you. You just want to have a tool that actually helps you having a language that is a bit more poetic or something that is a bit more descriptive. I really like when I was teaching screenwriting, I would have used that one a whole lot is the scene. You just give a scene and then it gives you like all these beautiful words that you can use to paint it and ideas and, and all of that. But yeah, the, the, the impact that I'm seeing, what I hear from some of my friends that are working in public education in Switzerland uh, is that AI for a lot of these kids has become the one thing you go and use to cheat. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not something that you leverage to go and, and, and learn or uh, like we do when we interact with ChatGPT. They just want the damn thing to do the work for them. Um, yeah, so well, that's what we're kind of talking about, like, you know, if you use it as a tool, like, and I think you're, that's the point you're making, like fire's a tool, calculator's a tool. Um, and, you know, the one thing to sort of bridge these together, we're talking about, like, I noticed one thing with my kids is they, they use voice a lot more than I do. I'm still kind of 
the caveman clawing my way through the glass screen and typing things in and they, you know, just, uh, cheat and go right to Siri or whatever. And, and I, I think that's going to be a stronger advantage for them. Um, you know, especially as these new multimodal models come on and, uh, I'm, a, I'm just, I'm more comfortable on this type of voice thing, uh, than talking to, you know, a, a, a bot or a Siri or whatever. So, but they are a little more comfortable with it. And so in terms of education, I think it's also in what, in what framework of education and what philosophy of education do you actually apply these tools? Okay, so let's say you're doing project-based learning. Um, you you don't have like a, oh my gosh, what's all that? Yeah, I, I added a prompt here. <laughs> yeah, it suddenly just jumped to my face. I was reading the bullet points and I was like, oh my gosh, boom. Um, it's like because you're not testing, it's not road learning. You're not trying to asking people to memorize something. It's like you really give them, and that's kind of like towards the end of my teaching days, that was the method I was applying uh, for everything. Even though my boss didn't like it half of the time, I don't care. It's like we're doing projects. I'm not testing you on memorizing information because it's stupid. We all have a phone in our pockets. Like I had teachers that didn't allow didn't allow the books when you're doing physics. But the truth is that if you go in uh, at CERN and you look at physicists, their fucking office is full of books and they use it every day. You know, and, and I think it's it's there is a danger in what is called education. And so if the education is memorize this and come back and tell me what I've asked you to memorize, AI will be leveraged as a tool to do the work for you or go and write me a thousand words on this topic, whatever, I'll fucking write it for me, you know. But if, if, the, if the objective is a project that has a, a real-life end goal, um, then AI becomes that help. It's like, oh, fuck, man, I need to do this. How am I going to do it? AI, where, what should I be doing to do this? And, um, and in terms of, like, I think it's important. I, I really like to have education framework where the learner is in control so that they can adapt to the rhythm. Uh, I'm, I'm really fond of the Montessori method, even though Montessori as an entity worldwide is bullshit. Montessori, the lady, had a very good ideas and, and, and she knew what, what she was talking about. Um, and 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 the student's sets his own rhythm. And AI is perfect for that. Because for me, when I was trying to budget, I was always like, I wish I could do this, this, and this. And I was like, okay, I need more staff. Because I need supervisors, I need people that can assist the students. And every time I was going to ask for more staff, staff they were telling me, well, you need more students first. And I was like, well, if I, didn't, if I have more staff, I'm going to need even more. You know, it was a bit of a, a pain in the ass when you can create kind of like these directions that you give to the students and then you can give them the AI as a tool that they can leverage to navigate the complexity that you've created for them. Because you kind of like as an educator, when, you, when you're writing curriculum and syllabus and all of that, you're really kind of like creating a maze 
and you say, I'm going to create this maze for you and I'm going to throw you in this maze. And I know that if you get to the end of it, you will have learned, you know? Yeah, hundred percent. And it is, um, just giving them, you know, the, the tools that they, they need to be able to succeed in that area. Um, I, I put that prompt up there. If you use chat GPT, I want you to try that out at some point. Um, it's a pretty cool prompt that will kind of lay out a, uh, a complete syllabus and you'll be able to interact with the, the AI model to like have conversations with it. And so it'll first kind of lay out, like teach me, you know, just insert a subject, uh, you know, Python coding or something like that. It'll lay out an outline of, you know, the basic, um, the basic, you know, syllabus of, of what it would do. And then you can actually go back and interact with it and have a, a conversation with it. It's, it's pretty cool. So, um, the problematic I have with AI, uh, especially with text or let's say information is that it is dependent on the data it has access to. Um, and then it is dependent on the algorithm that they gave them for, for the learning. Um, I foresee a lot of wrong stuff being taught just because it's more popular or it's more linked, you know, um, but AI is not capable of understanding if something is correct or not. It can only go, at least not for now, it can only go and find how many people believe something and how many people have mentioned it and how are they connected, how this information is connected between them. Um, I, ChatGPT, every time I interacted with it, I got angry. I got really angry at, at it. I got angry at the people that called it because it is bullshit and some of that bullshit has been selected to be bullshit. And this is the bullshit we want to push. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the danger I have with education, especially if more and more people will rely on the same AI. Um, you have no human check that really looks at what's happening because everybody's trusting the AI and you have a popularity contest and, and, uh, knowledge is not popularity. It's not related. There is no correlation whatsoever. Yeah, there's a, I, I like to visualize it as a pyramid at the bottom of the pyramid is just full of information and each one, you know, as you go up, there's a, you know, scarcity and, and that's something we need more. So there's like the bottom is like just data and information. The middle section is kind of your knowledge. And then of course at the top where we're lacking the most is wisdom and we need, you know, we're swimming in information and data right now and we're lacking a lot of wisdom. And, but you know. for some stuff, like, for example, you were, you were doing the example of teaching coding. And the cool thing with coding or math or some subjects is that that's the answer. There is no debate about it. You know, there is no multiple perspective. That's how you do it. You know, and if you want to have this, you know, this line of code will produce this result because that's the people who created the code that's well intended. Um, I think that those those subjects are more adapted to being leveraging AI and all of that. Um, when some subjects would teach go more towards wisdom, you know, than, than knowledge and skills, those ones, I think that AI will have a catastrophic impact potentially. See, that's why I always thought like, I like using like mental models for 
decision making and, you know, kind of having to sort of force yourself into, uh, you know, not relying on feelings as much, especially as you're like, you know, problem solving. You know, I use that a lot in manufacturing. If you have like a quality problem, you would actually like go through and define the problem and you'd break it down and use like a five whys type of approach or a fishbone diagram. Um, and like th- those are like, if you know the models, then you know how to think. And, um, you know, that's not taught in school, but that would be a valuable thing to know, uh, more than rope memorization to, to some degree. But then there but are people that are really the, good at memorizing. The thing is, the thing is this, uh, I've spent, I spent 10 years in that industry, almost on and off, you know, but towards the end, it was the only thing I was doing. Um, a lot of teacher teachers, they tend to create assessments that are easy to assess. So why do they go towards the road learning? Because the road learning is, I ask you this, you give me this answer, and I can give you a certain amount of points. So we came to realize at one point that the way we were doing assessments was fucking wrong, and we actually totally changed the, the approach. Uh, and we weren't really looking at how many mistakes somebody was doing. It was more kind of like a general kind of feeling about, like I was dealing with creative work, which is very difficult to assess. And so you get kind of like a vibe more than like, okay, where do you stand on the quality scale? You know, with the amount of work that you gave me and why do you stand there? More than like removing points uh, but that's not what most schools want. Most schools, what do they want? They want a test that they can feed to a computer and the computer can spit out a score and, and that's what they want. So I think that the, 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 the massive problem with this discussion is, well, first let's fix fucking education and then let's talk about introducing, you know, education is so broken in so many countries and even Switzerland where there is the budget, where the teachers are well paid where the schools are well funded there is an amount of nonsense happening that is so high and it's just because the university that teaches pedagogy is teaching the wrong stuff and you have if you want to become a teacher you need to pass that exam or you can't be a teacher in switzerland um so yeah well, that uh, is, there is a need of a, of, a, of a drastic change of mind well, I, I don't think because in my experience, at least in the States, you know, I'm on the school board and basically every single decision is run through some sort of bureaucratic filter. So if we want to make a change at the board level, we have to go through the lawyer, everything, ha- even like policies, everything has to go through the lawyer that we had this thing on the, um, on a draft proposal. So we have these security guards and we have a good security team and whatever. And it was for their employment. And I, I was laughing at it. L- literally this job, this description said, uh, physical demands, um, vigorous finger waving. And I'm like, what the hell does that even mean? Like a lawyer drafted this to say that this is part of the job description that needs to be included. Vigorous finger waving. I'm like, that's, it's so ridiculous, you know? And I'm, I'm of the thought that yeah, I, I, and I agree, um, that we need to simplify these things. It should be, if it's, it can't fit on a page, it's too complex. Um, so one thing that I like about the Swiss system is for all the teaching that is really trade 
related. You know, it's like you're not studying towards university, you're not, you're studying because you want to get this job. So the way they run it, and I think it's also one of the reasons they, they have such a strong economy, because it actually helps the country from an economic point of view. Um, let's say you want to become an electrician, electrician. So when you're 15, you start studying to become an electrician. How do you study? You find a place of work. So you're 15, 16, you start working most days of the week as an assistant of an electrician. One day a week or one day and a half, I can't remember, you go to school. Once you finish this, you have a test. Uh, if you want to have like the, the federal certification for that job, and, and some jobs require that certification, there is a test that is done. It is not done by the school. It is done by the industry that the person is trying to get in. So let's say, I know this guy is a landscape, uh, landscaper, and uh, twice, twice a year he goes and give exams. And I was like, do you teach? And he's like, no, I only go there to do the test because we are the workforce and we want to see if these kids are ready. And we want to see if some of them are so ready that I want to hire them. Uh, and so a lot of these trades, like by the usually three years, some of them four years. So by the time they're 18, they're trained, they're certified, they're ready to enter the workforce. They earned a decent wage, you know, from the get go. Um, the, 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 the Swiss labor force has all these assistants that they don't pay much. You know, like those those few years where you're studying, you, you're still living at home with mom and dad. You're not getting like real money. Um, so they get those two, they get that double benefit kind of system going on. And so when I was teaching filmmaking, in the, in the end, what I was doing, I was replicating that in a simulated kind of environment. And I was kind of like recreating the same thing. Okay, we're going to do movies together and we're going to do them first slow and then we're going to go faster and then you're going to do it by yourself. And I didn't have lectures. You know, like I had chunks, like 15 minutes on this and then maybe later 20 minutes on that. But most of the time it was a group of people working together towards realizing the project. The attention, like when I moved from that you know, from what they told me teaching was to doing this, I didn't have any attention issues. People were coming on time. The assignments were done. Everybody was motivated because they didn't even feel it. They were just doing. And every now and then I was like, okay, you don't do and you're going to need to write a report about it because I need to send it to university, you know? Um, so yeah, I'm really happy. Like the, the school when my son goes, which is a Montessori school. Um, they've just opened from 12 to 15, which is really the problematic age, at least here in Switzerland. That's where you start losing teenagers. And they, they lost, they get lost. They don't become productive members of society. They get lost. Um, and they do project based only. And you do everything, math, languages, geography, and all of that. It's just that the projects have been selected in a way that you've been forced to actually apply these skills. 
so why it's not like this everywhere because it's more work and you need somebody who's more skilled and, and has a better understanding of what is education to actually draw it we don't have that we have politicians that decide who should run education and that's uh, the recipe for disaster well, there's so much money involved and uh you know it's a system itself you know it's a, it's you a know those books those books somebody write them and again they, they get printed and they get sent to a lot of schools it's a lot of money like you said so there is like switzerland is quite big like italy let's call it traffic of influence i give you this you give me that you know so it's not corruption with money but it's corruption with uh, obtaining contracts you know you i help you get that contract and you help me okay so this year i'm going to put you in this seat so that you can give that contract to that guy and then once you finish with that we're going to move you out of education and put you somewhere else yeah that's yeah, how it I works just, yeah. um yeah. i was um i was i was really moved by by what you guys were sharing and i think i think i i like what you where you're going with it towards the end in regards it's about competency right it's about you know creating um a a, a, a a person into society that is competent in what they do and that will enable them to make a living for themselves right and 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 you know the the best kind of move to the top in the sense of you know i i would my expectation is if i go to a hospital i, I will engage with a competent person who who understands when I tell them my symptoms, they understand how to treat me. Um, and you know, if I take my child there or my wife there, or whatever the case may be, it's th those those things are in in, the, in my mind. And and I case I guess the the memorization things, you know, um, part of the learning that we were talking about. The challenges is, you know, those things will get caught out in the end when it comes to being competent in a, in a specialist kind of field. So. I think like you're saying it's 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 challenging the scalability of of the way schools are and kind of like like jack was saying about all right i need to be able to easily assess because you know marking is <laughs> marking work is is its own his own mammoth task and as well like you want to kind of have a, you want you want to have a system you want to have a system yeah Oh my goodness! You want to have a system in a ways to exactly like this is this is yes. I mean, let's let's just math and like you said those kind of those answers. But you like you said the creative ones where you got to kind of get into the the story, kind of trying to the language they use and whatnot. It's so it's called different kind of scale of kind of mark, marking. But anyway, but I I hear what you're saying, and I think I think I I like I like where we're going with this in regards to find if AI is used to to kind of um assist you in in get to his particular place um but it just it just kind of it just kind of um it 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 um it just dissembles the um the 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 kind of the rope learning because it's like all right i can just i can just regurgitate this very easily for you because it's found from you know multiple sources and we can do that but when it gets to competencies like an electrician like uh like um like a doctor or whatever those things like you know those things you can't really hide from you know you can't you can't because you know they they're very day-to-day -day things you know they get called on call like hey i need you to come in and do this specific task and it needs to be you yeah a skill that you're competent in so 
I, I just think the, 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 the way I think we're all kind of in an agreement with the, the there is a, this personalized learning models um, going forward and kind of equipping using the AI to equip that, that, that journey of, of, of getting that kind of specialization and that, and that joy and enjoyment. And instead of feeling like, you know, we're on a rat race and we're all on a treadmill and we're just kind of, I need to get, I need to get five C's so I can do X, Y, Z, you know, it's more like, Hey, I've, I've kind of, I went on a journey, um, and, and I got, I got this knowledge and this wisdom, which helps me be to discern when things happen or if someone calls me, I can respond in this particular way because they come to me because of my experiences and whatnot. So I, 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 I think I, I like, I like the way we're going in the sense of like, the, the AI being a tool and we're just understanding that, you know, to scale things is very easy to kind of put, put these systems in place that, uh, that you can add. Like, I think before you jumped on Jack, we, we were just talking about like, you know, the, the curriculums where, you, you know, it's, it's very easy to scale. You just, you, you can add three more, seven more kids to the class and it, it doesn't really affect much what's going on because besides the fact of classroom management, um, but you know, they're all kind of churning the same thing. Um, and and the teacher and the teacher centered model, I think mm -hmm. it became so popular and it's applied everywhere. And because you scale it, it's just put more people, like you say, you just put more people in the room. And but the the student centered model, you can't scale it up like at a, at a low cost. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it just it it, it, it cripples. And then you know we're 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 you know, and and that's another thing. Like you know. Um, myself my, my wife we, we, we were in a niche environment where it's an international school and and the requirements of international school is that the teachers are christians so and on top of that is like all right then not only that then if you're christian and um you can get missionaries coming into the school but then like you know also if you're trying to find local staff members who are tanzanian citizens then you know the, you see how, how more niche that is and the amount of stuff that 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 we were kind of um subjected to in the sense of like oh now we're valuable when we when we say we kind of want to break away from this is like well you know we we've been here we, we've been trying to invest in this place but but now when we and we're even threatening to leave we're like we we want to go this route we want to go this new route and then the pressures of that is like oh you know what about this and that? I'm like, well, you know, we we got a we we got a different calling in our mind. We we, we want to break things. We want we kind of like want to break a model in our minds, and and you've 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 kind of scaled to a, a place where where it's it's grown to to a point where where in my in my opinion though some identity was lost in it because because it was a case of 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 you you scaled the school to a, to different to a different uh, point where it originally started in a, in a living room like 25 years ago the the model was the school we were, were a part of it was it was missionaries who were in tanzania their parents wanted their kids to have a a western education just so for instance when they go back they can kind of easily seamlessly kind of you know go back into it and then not only that then it was like okay well you, you're providing some sort of quality here and then they kind of incorporated and added um 
opened it up to 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 uh, local um, the, the the community and Tanzanian citizens as well, and kind of expanded and grown. And then obviously, you know, all the bureaucracy that comes with that. You know, you, you can't have one without the other. You're like you have to, you you end up losing a little bit of of the original idea because because you've you've you're scaling now and and like you said if if you need that kind of niche kind of teacher um it's it's tough to to kind of accommodate that and something's got to give and and i think that's that's where we kind of got to in in our in our journey my wife and i where we met at that school and and we had the kind of vision going forward of of this kind of um learning that that seth was talking about where it's kind of personalized and and even you, Jack, we're talking about like the project based and and having this individual, but it's very difficult to scale um, to do. But, you know, my hope is that there's going to be multiple people like us who will kind of fill those niches going forward. And we have so so my my we have technologies that were not present. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. That's true. And, and I think that's a lot of them have not been leveraged properly, maybe at university level. Like the web has been really leveraged, like you can take advantage of it to some extent. Uh, but education has been greatly unimpacted, I would say. Um, like my dream when I left my employer, because I was in private education and like publicly listed private education by the end of it, it was disgusting. It was just disgusting because you're dealing with the reality of teaching and you had the headquarters in Oxford and you see the people coming in Bentleys and Ferraris and fucking Porsches, you know? Um, it was hell. It's, it was to create a protocol. So I, I was really big in shit coinery um, because like, yeah, I was seeing, I was seeing blockchain and, and, and tokens and, and, as a way of dealing with decentralizing the education process. Um, so what you end up with is a network of people that can be leveraged. Um, and depending on, on the subject, they can be leveraged locally, internationally. Um, and at first it would be very ineffective because you don't have enough people, but eventually you get to that point where things just start to magically work. Um, because my problem with education is that I am deeply convinced that it is corrupted and it has been corrupted since ever, always. It's always been corrupted, uh, especially the public one. Uh, private education is very different. It depends what kind of predicated private education you get stuck into. Um, so we never really had like, good public education anywhere you know maybe switzerland had it at at some point but the intent is always been to format Um, well uh, just uh, can i just push back on that a little bit i I think that you know it was just the end of an era you know education was uh, the model that we are experiencing in public you know the sort of structured you know uh, nine to five education, for lack of a better term, it, it was built for the industrial era. That was, you yeah. know, you were supposed to. But go before to... that, before that, it was built for the agricultural one. And right. in times of war, it was built uh, for the war factory. 
um, and uh, um, universities were built to grab hold of knowledge and the result was people getting burned and alive and called witches because they were practicing without a license so it's like in in the same way i agree but it's like bring me far back where do i see good quality education um well wealthy families they've always had quality education so you have a model you have a model of what quality education looks like and you go to oxford university if you want to see it you know because that's the university that was made for the people in the crowd and then you have the university that were built for the people outside of that crowd which is another game um, and it's in the ratio of teachers to students is really in favor of the student because you cannot do with 20 people or with 20, 30 people now what you can do with a group of six or eight and it's just that it costs money yeah. i don't know it's um I, I might i might i might stop talking because i get really depressed and uh, angry um well, let me when liven you up, it. Jack, because yeah. I think that uh, some of these tools are going to be very helpful for a lot of people. And especially if you sort of uh, integrate. Now, I'm sort of, I'm cautiously optimistic on many things, technology included. You know, I'm not an AI maximalist. I'm bullish. Uh, but I understand that, you know, like any tool, there's there can be a bad side um, to it as well. And same with like, like the uh, AR or augmented reality goggles, where I've used like the Microsoft, I think it's called the Halo Lens, HoloLens, I forget which one, but it integrates a reality around you that is interactive. And it's, you know, it's a layer on top of, um, on top of, you know, what you're experiencing. No, that, that's a beautiful teaching tool. Yeah, like the potential uh, and it's, uh, like augmented reality VR as a teaching tool, uh, the, the the upside, let's say, is uh, is there. Yeah, and and I think you know when you go into these environments, you know, and it's going to evolve the way that a teacher teaches too. And a teacher, you know, I think a good teacher is going to be mostly a facilitator. You know, just kind of organizing. The, the students in a way and, you know, getting them kind of set up with the technology to be able to sort of use as an aid. There is, there is this old saying that some teacher use is like, as a teacher, I can only do two things, direct your learning and accelerate it. Yeah, exactly. That's, and, that's it. But the, it, even with like AI coming into education, we're going to have to teach the teachers, you know, new teaching techniques and new teaching skills that are, you know, it's like upgrading the software for uh, the teacher packet. You know, how do, how do you teach? And going back to principles, you know, di direct you and, you know, accelerate you. I mean, that's kind of it. You know, those are really the two, two levers that we can use. And see, Matt, Seth, I'm going to I'm going to play devil's advocate a whole lot tonight because you're the force like you so optimistic. I'm forced to especially man as well. It's like Quakes and Seth, I'm going to need to balance this off. Um, it's like everything that you're telling me is wonderful. But the intention of the people 
paying for the tools is what matters. And also, like, I don't foresee a future where empathy will be like, I don't see it yet. I don't see elements of that where empathy will be a key factor in selecting a teacher. Because why some people are natural born teachers? They just know how to do it. Nobody told them. They just know how to do it. Because they have empathy. They can put themselves in the position of the other person and, and understand why they can't figure it out quite yet. So like, that's it, like there are some human values and that's what I love in the Bitcoin community, if you want. There are some human values that are actually key to kind of like selecting people you work with and teachers and, 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 and all of that. And empathy for me is a big one. So when you, when you were talking about, we're gonna need to teach them new methods, well, that's a distraction for me from the main kind of like problem that we are giving. I'm looking at Switzerland. So you have to understand that my, my bitterness comes from salaries that are upwards of 8,000 a month. You know, people getting paid really, really good money to teach and having a truckload of holidays and, um, and early retirement. Um, it's like they're not selecting the right ones because they're selecting the people that know how to memorize stuff about new teaching methods and talk about them in the university setup, um, but they just don't have the empathy to actually do it. Well, I think um, uh, when timing meets opportunity is when change really evolves. And, you know, what we're uh, talking about with Quek's, uh, you know, Proof of Work Academy, you know, th these are just like side projects that have potential to scale. Um, look, man, 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 can you give me, sorry to interrupt you, Seth, because you just say that, can you give me a brief pitch of the Proof of Work Academy? Oh, yeah, sure. So our goal is to increase Bitcoin adoption in Tanzania. and by doing so we'll be educating um, mainly high school age students who are kind of in the international schools about bitcoin um and just just the whole kind of principles of bitcoin and decentralized money and by doing so creating kind of these new leaders or these new um these new bitcoiners in a in a society of of a of a place where they are challenged already or imprisoned already in a, in a system that is failing them um it's more like giving them a life raft into into an into accessing um this new decentralized um formation which i've experienced and i'm enjoying so, so that is it like what what age range are you looking at so i'm looking at, at at a high school age range so that's kind of like from the I would say from like 14 to like 18 um, is is the one. And I, I like like I just said, I just meant I just spoke to someone now um, at a school where where I'll be I'll be having like a panel discussion with them, and and because I moved to a new area, so I'm just kind of networking in this new area, and um, and my goal is to kind of have some after school clubs at the international schools here, um, and just kind of continually just 
um, you know, looking at different tools. So I've been, I think I've been using, I've just, I've just got in touch with Wiser. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that app. Um, just been messing around with that. Again, just looking at different ways to, it's like a gamified way of, um, of learning Bitcoin. And I think that's one of the topics I was getting interested to talk about gamification. Um, like, yeah, the, I'm, 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 I'm learning by talking to this next generation, the, the way they engage with technology, the way that it's literally at the extension of their fingertips. It's, it's very, very different um, to what I experienced growing up. Um, and it's, it's really an extension of them. You know, no internet is like no oxygen. It's, it's such a, it, it's such, a, it's such a connection to, to, to having information accessible quickly and now. Um, so much so that it makes sense to me that why they would use ChatGPT the way they would at a, at a, at, at this system of, of you want me to produce a, answer this question, well, well then I, 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 of course I can go down an avenue and it's there. Why wouldn't I use it? Um, but you know, we're talking about competency here now. I think that's, that's my main thing as much as, you know, you can, you can, if you're not competent with your Bitcoin, then, you know, you're not a good steward of it. Then, you know, we've, we've all heard the stories. We've all heard the different ways of how, <laughs> how what you've had is not yours if you don't really look after it properly and, and you're not, you're not conscious of it as well. So, so the Proof of Work Academy is, is really, my frustration was, there's not there's not much awareness, and especially in in a language that 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 not only the international community can speak to, but also the 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 my my local Tanzanians, the ones the nationals here who are more Kiswahili based, that they they can I can bridge some information that I learned from yourselves about about engaging in this new technology, um, even even going up the mountain. As my last my last point. I met the guide who who's been doing this for twenty years, uh, taking people up the mountain. Man, it's it's a lifestyle, man. You know, they're they're gone seven days. You have a family at home, and and you're gone seven days, taking you know me, a tourist, up 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 your office, you know, daily, um, you know, and and you know, similarly, he he bumped into an American who 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 gave him wallet of Satoshi and and tipped him. And tipped him uh, fifty dollars worth of sats at the time, which is great. But now you've you've given someone something they have no idea what to do with. <laughs> they have no idea the capacity of it. They were no like like he 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 still has it to this day, and he's like, Don, I mean, I I don't know what to do with it. Like, I don't know what it is. Um, you know, it was a nice gesture, and what could I say? It was like, yeah, he he was really excited about it, but I have no idea. Like I just want to convert it into Tanzanian shillings because then at least I know I can do with that. I can I can use it for something, you know. So you know, there's this is such a, you know, I guess there's such a void in regards to, you know, so early in my mind, like you know, in regards to what's going on here, um, what people day to day are missing and not seeing what's going on. But they 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 know they know the experiences of inflation. They know. They know the cost of living is going up. They, 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 these are real tangible things. They know the land is going up. They want to purchase land. They have to go further out of the city if they want to purchase land. The kids got to go to school. You know the schools that you know that they can't afford the educations, but they need to. They need to go to them, 
um, and provide some sort of salary to pay for that. And the cycle continues. I think like Jack, you know, that song I wrote about that last, that's the frustration that you have. You have people working so hard for a currency that, that just fails them. And, and it's just a struggle and it's just a cycle. And it's, and that's what you see day to day here. And it just, and that, like I said, what well, you're frustrated, that just breaks my heart. Like I'm seeing it like day to day. And then, however, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have these tools to connect with you guys and have these conversations um, and be exposed. And, and, you know, my, 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 my position is to bridge. It's like, like I've, I can see Eden, you know, I can see, I can see greener pastures and, and I'm rubbing shoulders with you guys. I feel like we're in the same room right now, but when I, when I, after I finish this call, the reality is I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna see my reality of people just, just trying to make it make ends meet and not everywhere but like you know that, that that's a real reality here so so the education that bridging of, of what's happening globally like we, what you talked about ai bitcoin nostra you know it's going it, it's it's passing us by over here you know and that and that and that is it and that is um something that that is you know a calling to me to try and um, bridge that and at least bring some sort of an awareness if someone can make a decision they can make a decision but at least there's an awareness that hey, I can have access to this. So, yeah, for me, one 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 um, one place where AI could be really beneficial, I think, and can be leveraged, is actually in pathway design. Um, because AI allows you that student-centered kind of approach. Um, it will like what it misses what is missing in the equation is actually data for the ai like and who would create that data well a community of people interested in in education so you would have people interested in education and say well i want to teach this and i want to teach that and i should teach it like this and i should teach it like that and then you feed all of that to an ai and then somebody comes along and say this is my cv um, I'm really interested because of personal reasons, because I've faced like a lot of people coming from one industry wanting to move to another. Um, so one thing we were working on was a, was actually a gap finder. It's like these are this is my work experience. This is my CV in terms of education. And this is what I'd like to do with my life. And then, like an AI could be leveraged to actually go and find the information and say, well, if if that's what you have and that's where you want to go, well, you're missing this, this, and this, and then you can get there. And it gives it gives a direction, and I think that's what a lot of people are missing. Is like they know what they want to do, they don't know where to fucking start. Um, and teenagers, especially, like fuck, you know. Um, <clears throat> so for me, one of the one of the key ideas i had a wonderful professor called professor pasco um i was lucky enough one of the the units i had was called edutainment so it was actually bridging education and entertainment um this was many years ago like too many years ago like 15 years ago something like that um but his point of view of education was like like don't try to teach your subject 
It's like, that's the wrong approach. Like you need to teach learning. That's mainly what you're doing as a teacher. You're teaching learning. You use a subject of interest um, to motivate them. It's kind of like the carrot, you know, it's like, we're going to talk about cool shit, but really like what you're doing is you're creating an environment where you teach them to learn and then they can learn by themselves. So in the university kind of like framework and how things are kind of like stacked up, um, you would have your undergrad, which is kind of like, yeah, I'm going to show you that I know how to learn. It doesn't matter what subject, I'm just going to show you that I know how to learn. Um, then you have your honors, which is kind of like, oh, I'll show you that I can do a little bit of research. Uh, but it's only at master level that really is like, okay, man, I'm going to show you that I know this shit. Um, so really, like for a lot of years, the teacher is just teaching you how to learn. Like I never taught, like I hated to teach software. Um, I came like one, my job, basically, I got thrown in a bunch of different schools in the world. You know? And when I arrived, um, I had to identify what the problem was and fix it as quickly as possible, or we would lose all the, all the students we had. That was always the situation when I landed somewhere, pretty much. Um, shit, I got lost. I got lost in this side kind of sidetrack. But yeah, you're teaching how to, yeah, teaching software. Teaching software is stupid. So one of the first thing I was always doing was removing teaching software. Why am I gonna teach software? There is a user manual. There are people that waste their time building fucking tutorials online. You can do it through that, okay? Um, so I had students complaining, oh, you're not teaching us softwares and everything. I was like, well, I'm teaching you how to edit. I'm using the software. Every time I do something, I'm telling you what I'm doing. I'm telling you what keys I'm pushing. I'm making you do something. And then often in class, I was like, oh, I don't remember how to do this because I haven't used this software since like the last time I taught it. And then in two seconds, I will show them how to find the information to solve my problem, even if I knew how to do it, you know, but often like I honestly didn't know how to do it. I couldn't remember. But I knew the concept. I knew what I wanted to do. And I knew how to find the information. And I bet that with ChatGPT, eventually it's like prompting is still an art. So teaching kids how to use it effectively to actually get the information that you want and all of that is very valuable. I've seen still now people that don't know how to use a search engine. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly it. As we move into the information age away from, and I, I think the struggles that we see are often because of that bridge that we're, you know, between two eras, you know, going into this new one and still kind of holding on to some of the old ways of doing things. But I'm interested, I mean, like El Salvador just introduced Bitcoin education into all their schools by 2024. And I'm interested to see how that is going to um, play out. You know, they're teaching, you know, about basic economics and how to use Bitcoin and, you know, with the evolving landscape there. Then how do you think, um, you know, Noster plays a role 
in education. I mean, the tools that are being built out here, like, uh, you know, Stemster, for example, Wavelight, um, you know, Highlighter, th these are tools also, you know, and some um, of these, like the data vending machine is going to have a role in like how to, you know, interact so with the, algorithms and select algorithms and things like that. So what, what do you think? Of what that? I find, what I find beautiful about the data vending machine is not the fact that the AIs is that there is a competitive competitive market. I could swap these AIs with real people, with NPUBs, and give more time and say, okay, I need this. I'll give you three days. You got three days to pitch me, pitch to me how you're gonna fucking do it, and, and I'm gonna select the person. Um, for me, one one of the important things when I was trying to thinking about decentralized education protocols. Um, was this massive problem, okay? So if I want to do an education protocol, it needs to have its own accreditation mechanism. That accreditation mechanism is a, a way of verifying that the quality of what is being taught. Um, there is good research on how to do that. And one that I had found was uh, basically 12 streams of information that you would use to actually score it. So you have like, my problem was like, we need numbers at the end of it because the protocol needs to crunch the numbers. Um, the problem is that most of these, like some of them come years after and they come from the industries. And the fact that this person is now working in the real world and we have real fucking feedback about it, okay? So I can tell you, for example, in England, some of the best schools in terms of like how they were perceived by potential students for filmmaking were like, wow, go to Burnmouth is excellent. And people in industry were like, oh, fuck, man, that student is coming from Burnmouth. I don't know if I want to work with him. Um, so there was like, there is this gap that can create. Um, and so you need you need some way of bridging it. And, and I'm quite I'm quite convinced of that. And the second problem is that you need to rely on people's feedback. How do I know that Seth's feedback is valuable or that Quake's feedback is valuable? And that was kind of like where I bugged. I was like, fuck, man, I need to find a way of actually making sense of this amount of information, of feedback about the quality of something. Um, automatically with some basic algorithm behind it that will crunch these, these numbers. But for me, like if you want to reinvent education, you need to find a way of a credit. Accreditation is now a business. That's what it is. Okay. Um, some people have become experts of accreditation and they sell these accreditation. And I, I could show you the documents of stuff that was sent and approved by universities uh, that should, should have never been approved. But they trusted that like, okay, you pay the money and we trust that you're gonna, you're gonna, be, you're gonna be ready when the time is right, like two months after or whatever it was. Um, so it's a business. It's a business. It's a massive business. Um, yeah, it's a proof and, of and when, business. 
when you it's say a proof that. of stake business. Yeah, it's a proof of stake business because like you're staking to a university or you're staking to a no, it's it's no, it's not even that. It's I call it proof of stake because it's fiat driven. Um, like I know, like an investment fund that is specialized in education, they're they're, they're fucking sharks, uh, and it's just like the whole the whole thing they realize now and that's the danger and that's why Gnostic needs to get organized fairly quickly i believe they realize the potential of online education they have projected the numbers they're massive already the growth is going to be fucking insane over the next few years um, and the fact that the pie is so tasty looking scares the shit out of me because it's going to attract all the wrong people um it's just that every time i try to talk about decentralized education is like i don't know i get i get stuck on these two things because i think about professional education and i got, i think less about younger age because i'm not familiar like i discover it now that i'm a dad um but you need the people that have the skills of coding it the interest the time um, and then you need behind like a quite big community from the beginning. Well, don't you think, uh, I mean, there is these online models and they're growing rapidly. And despite all the public funding, I mean, there's push pushes, at least in the U.S. to like for school choice, like a voucher program where you basically the money goes to the student and then they can allocate it to an educational facility. Now, you know how much does the government need to be involved? I, I think that's the political argument of, um, of the current times. But, you know, if you basically, you know, homeschooling as well, right, is another popular choice. And if you, you know, basically follow that model and now you just have all these tools at your hands, um, you know, because the challenge is how can the state governments, the federal governments, um, all these governments continue to, pay for education whenever there is a deflationary effect in information and education. You know, kids can go learn independently, you know, through both uh, online models or AI models. And it kind of, um, you know, you have one-on-one -on -one type of an approach and you don't need. So, so when I think about, you know, the model and the system of education, I can see it completely being redesigned from, you know, the bottom up, maybe, you know, that doesn't happen easily. Um, but you know, the, the, the future I envision in education is going to look very different than the, the education of the past. And I think it's, you know, we, there, there's, and you're seeing that just in the culture of most places, remote work taking off. Um, and none of these things on their own are good or great, but, I mean, look at us. We're having a conversation on, you know, uh, three different continents uh, about education and AI and uh, building ideas. It's a whole new network effect. That's yeah, but I had I had this technology. I had this technology years ago, and I and I leveraged it. Um, it's just I don't know. For me, there is something different. It's not the fact that we can connect. There is something different in NOSA. And I'm going to say it's Bitcoin. Bitcoin is just like people that are already real Bitcoiners. Like you understood the thing. 
like like it's not like when did i buy bitcoin like what do you mean when did i buy bitcoin like all the time every time i can um, and it's just a different vibe and i think it would be good to find like that's why i created that community and we never did anything because in the end like i i I've been the person that had to organize shit for others so for so long in my life that I don't really want to do it anymore. I'd like to be the one who could contribute with ideas and other people can run the show. Um, but education is dear to me. Like it's such a subject that matters. I suffered it so much. Um, I see people that have interests. It's just like, what can we build? What, do you you know, what can we build that is concrete? Okay, I'm going to do it this way because now we have the perfect thing. We have case study. What can we build that could help the, the Proof of Work Academy? What can be built on Noster? that could help just as a test as something to play that could help the proof of work academy on an educational level yeah i mean what about because i think my challenge was the curriculum it was like okay do you go with my first bitcoin um bitcoin data uses it my guys in uganda use it you know use it in latin america get it translated to Kiswahili. Um, you know, it seems to be the, it seems to be the, the, the basis curriculum of, of, of the standard. Um, but again, you know, again, I'm, if I'm targeting teenagers, I mean, they, they just want to be on their phone. That's why I kind of started talking to Wiser. Okay, there is one word, there is one word you use when you talked about the whole idea that for me is very important and i think you should you should center a lot around it when you think about how you what you want to make them do you want mm -hmm. them to be the lead you want them to be the leaders of tomorrow mm -hmm. right um to be a leader you need to do something and you need to do some kind of teamwork mm. they need to achieve you never learn to be a leader if you don't achieve something and the sooner you realize that you can achieve, the sooner you're going to start fucking believe that you can be a leader, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I, because I there guess, is a danger. Guess... There is a danger for me. Like, I'm interrupting you because you said, oh, okay, should we do like what everybody else is doing? And I'm like, maybe no. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm with you because I'm, 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 I'm speaking thoughts. I'm, I'm, I'm going, this is my point. Like, this is this is why I climbed the mountain. Like this 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 was like this this was I, I to be honest, I was like, I don't think anybody in the in, in the Nostra Bitcoin community would fund me setting up a my first Bitcoin class just because it's Tanzanians and if I just took a picture of of some kids in a classroom saying I'm doing XYZ, like I've seen that done a thousand times and it's just like it's just not genuine to me. Like I wanted something, I, I I wanted to prove and show that I know I know this Bitcoin community, and I'm willing to bet my reputation that I believe they can zap me up this mountain. Like that that was that was it. That that was the challenge, and that was exciting for me. It was like 
I, I believe I've contributed enough in this community to, to fork and say, I'm not just a musician anymore, or I'm known as, as, as the guy who does tracks and, and does music. I, I, I'm, this, this is, this is, this is where I'm really about. And I really want to, like you said, make leaders the next generation. So how do I connect these two worlds? How do I tell, how, how do I, how do I confirm what I believe about the plebs that I'm engaging with? And how do I show the okay. new community that, I, that, so, that, that, that there is this, there is this new kind of, there is this the community. Beauty, the beauty, okay. The beauty is that if you want the leaders of tomorrow to be leaders, they need to know how to raise funds. And that's one way you can leverage use Noster in a way when you work with them and you give them a task and an objective and that objective is going to be to fucking raise money for something. Um, because then you live like, um, you're going to have the UK, you're going to give them instead of giving them it's just ideas and I'm throwing ideas instead of giving them a short time frame, you're going to give them a long time frame. Why? Because you expose them to the volatility of Bitcoin. So you say, no, 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 no. It's not something that you're going to do in one day and it's going to take three months. And you're going to need to raise this much uh, because you guys want to do this. What are you going to do? Usually, like the best thing with project-based learning is that they need to decide what they want to do. The people in front of you, you just need to guide them into doing something that is achievable um, and that you, where you can create the steps. I love project-based learning. And when you say teenagers that are always on their phone, it's like, okay, man, the only way I'm going to get them out of there is to give them some fucking project. Um, something that they can really do. Because then there is no excuse. It's like, you're on the phone? Fuck, man, you didn't do it? Man, you let your team down. And it's not your teacher that you dis that is disappointed. It's all your mates that are disappointed in you because you're busy on your phones while everybody else was working. Um, so yeah, I would, I, would, I would look at the fact that the, it is Bitcoin I would look at fundraising over time. And so you expose them to volatility, you expose them to risk of leaving funds in a wallet, you fund them to like multiple signatures on, on, on some wallets. You can do a lot of stuff in terms of teaching Bitcoin to a group of people with a little project on, on raising funds on Nostos. So that's my, that's my two cents. I'm done. What, what is that old expression, culture eats? Uh, strategy for breakfast. And I think, you know, just setting the tone of the culture, you know, calling it number one proof of work academy, and then sort of birthing it out of uh, this, you know, action oriented approach where you're, you know, you know, physically doing something and, you know, kind of showcasing, you know, how to do it and kind of leading the pathway. I think that sets the culture up for the, um, for the, for the schooling you know, in a strong way and, you know, use that as an example. And, you know, sometimes it's hard to sort of formulate the ideas, but I think that they're probably just going to naturally rise to the top as, uh, as you get more engaged in this process because people are, um, you know, people are motivated by action. And if you can demonstrate action, you can demonstrate that, um, you know, you, you can achieve these, these big things. So and when I, when I, when I was young kid that age, 
I realized that I could achieve something, that I could knock on door and get money and organize party by swimming pools and concerts with inviting guests and all kind of shit. And I, those are probably still now, like they, <clears throat> they were troublesome towards the end. It ended really bad, um, but uh, really, really bad. Oh my gosh, so much blood, so much blood. It was disgusting. Um, but if it wasn't for the fact that that music had attracted that kind of people, um, I would have just had like the best years of my life because it was the moment where you realize that, man, I can actually achieve stuff. I can actually knock on door. I can actually get the money to do this. So you can even throw them a bunch of ideas. Like I walked up there, you know, and I got sad for it. Um, you can try to organize a concert. And then it's like, not only the good thing with organizing an event, it doesn't have to be a concert, um, is that then you can also look at local sponsors and then you can try to orange peel them and you can try to kind of like work, work that in as well. No, man, I mean, this this is really great. I think it's, it's, it's really interesting because you've, you know, it really challenged the mindset because you know again you you kind of you become a i i guess and i've witnessed like I've, i don't know if you're familiar with bitcoin data in um in in nairobi and just just seeing the work that she does but you know she she's her own animal man and and, and it's beautiful what she's done there but i'm not her and she's not me and and i think you know as much as when i was researching and, and trying to engage with this community I mean, you know, like I said, it, it takes a lot of boxes for me in regards to being an outdoors thing, a sports kind of, you know, slash sports kind of thing, you know, those kind of things, active action things kind of, kind of take the little boxes. And I love the way you guys are challenging the post, you know, you know, why, why do something so great and then just go back to a classroom? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's, it's cool. I, I, I appreciate that. And I, I appreciate this conversation. So. So, but like, for instance, I think- And I just even, hate the, I just hate classrooms. So, so when you talk <laughs> with me, it's like, man, I used yeah. to teach like, you know, on location when I could, it was like on location and I had like, like a big fucking whiteboard and I could draw on it if I needed to. And I was just blending the two and just give them like, if you give young people um, the choice of doing what they like, and the support um, of their ideas, and you show them the way of where they can actually get the stuff they need. Um, for me, it's like, it's one of the reasons I kept doing that job, even though I hated the company, I hated my boss and everything. I kept going back because what I was doing with my students was fucking amazing. And so if I could have done it like in a, in a Bitcoin kind of like mentality, wow, man, I would have been in heaven probably, you know? That's right. Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's very divine. I, I really appreciate what the, what the guys going. And I think what I was leading to was like, okay, even for instance, you know, a lot of the kind of, for instance, the, the campaign or the, you know the 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 this the entries you can put on geyser fund or even the things like you know you can use chat use chat gpt as a tool to kind of you know 
help you with a journal entry or tweet or whatever the case, case may be, you know, integrate those kind of things to try to communicate with the audience now or engage the audience or kind of not sound so, so, so flat and bland. You can kind of use it, to, you know, to kind of, I mean, that's, that's what I've used. I've used it in the past. It's, it's really, you know, helped me kind of just engage with, with my audience a little bit better than, 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 than just what my mindset could be. Like, like you were talking about Jack with that, with that text FX, it's more like, all right, I know what, what I wanted to say, can you just amplify it? And I might make it do like 10 versions first and then be like, all right, I'll take a bit of that, bit of that, bit of that. And then that's, that's how, that's how I'm going to present to the audience. And just very grateful that, 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 you know, A, I got to the top, which was, which was really great. And B, um, B, yeah, it's, it's, Nostra did exactly what I thought it would do. Like I, I bet on it. And and I, it I need to, I need to say this. You're on, on the, on the cipher you dropped after. Your voice mm. was different. Your vibe mm. was different. Mm. Uh, there was something about Quex that I had changed. I told you I came down from talk from the burning bush. <laughs> I, it, but but that but that like you're right. There's like there was. I mean, it's just it's just, just a a, a journey, it's like a mission. I went on a mission, and I and outcome was wasn't certain. Like I kid you not, the night the night of the summit, like you're going from four thousand nine hundred meters, you know, four thousand six hundred meters to you're trying to break five thousand meters, and you got to go another almost thousand meters. So it's almost like Achilles, almost like six thousand meters high. It's like five thousand eight hundred and eight hundred and ninety something like that. Oh man, the amount of conversations I had with myself <laughs> that night, that Wednesday night, that full moon night, that blue moon night, it was it was wild, guys. And but but I knew. I knew getting there and the spoils afterwards. You know what I'm saying? Like the 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 way I can talk now. Like the like you said after I I did that in the cipher, the, the 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 kind of confidence that would come from it and the doors it would open post it. You know, it just it drove me to 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 complete the task. And it was a, it was a project. And I and I'm I'm fully with you, man, about about what you're talking about. Like the more I'm talking with you guys, the more I'm like. I want to do more of these. I want to invite you guys to 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 kind of be a part of it. I want to invite the Nostra community here, like to 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 just just I don't know, just share experience and just okay. and just be. So yeah. so 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 because the Proof of Work Academy then is is this concept that can be translated um, in other countries to other cultures, uh, slightly differently, exactly the same, you know, to each their own source. So I'm more than happy to kind of like boost it. Every time I see talking about it a bit more in details, I assist you in any kind of like way of understanding project-based learning and, and what could be done with these kids. I'm more than happy to have more conversations about it. Maybe not tonight because I need to post about NC11. I still haven't done it. Um, and um and i'm tired and yeah yes. and use that and use that because for me it's like from an education point of view what i really want to do is to change the philosophy of, of how a lot of people see see it of what it can be uh, so i'm less interested in the tools because i know that as you set on the, on the road you will need them 
And eventually you say, fuck, I need a tool for that. And he's like, oh man, oh, I found this amazing AI that can do this. Oh shit, perfect. You know? Or you, you call Pablo and say, Pablo, like how complicated it is to, de to do a DMV for something like this. Um, and, and then you do it in the open. And I think that's what's so inspiring about Nostra. And I didn't understand at first. And I had to see you do it to understand it. It's like what we're doing with music, it's a bit the same thing that what the coders are doing with the code. You build it in public. You know, like some of these tracks that I posted the last few days, they're the tracks that I'm like, hmm, this, this is going to go to the studio. This is going to be recorded well. This is going to be released. Not only, you know, like bridge the, bridge the fucking worlds. Both of them. Nosto gets it first and gets it for free. And everybody else gets it the old way. And you tell them, you want it for free? Go on Nosto. If you want to pay it, go there. Oh, I'm fine to do it like that, you know? Um, but it's inspiring to do it in the open. And I think the same thing can be done in education. If we have this conversation, sometime written, in written form, um, sometime in Nest, we can record some of them, um, so that we, we have milestones that we want to hit. Um, and we do it in the open. And then other people will be inspired in the same way that the cipher at the first, it was just you and me. And then like eventually one day, like, I don't know, man, the, the biggest day we were like eight of us. Counting producers, but yeah. Yeah, so, I am actually recording this one now. Um, just to... No, I hadn't seen it. My language is not. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Man, send it to me. We'll edit you it. out, Jack. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. No, oh, you, la, you, la. you brought up some, <laughs> you brought up very good points. Uh, yeah, it's just that I didn't adapt the language. That's, yeah, well, that's, that's it. all right. It, it doesn't have to be, you know, this is for, um, I don't think it was that bad. Uh, so. No, it, and it's me, you know, I, I, have, yeah. a, I, well, I have a dirty mouth. That's well, just I think, you know, the, 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 the points you brought up are, you know, uh, very succinct because, you know, there, there is this big bureaucratic machine that exists called education that is educating the vast majority of kids. And, you know, how do you like, there's, of course, there are two machines, like there is kind of like the public one. Yeah. That, that operates differently and then there is the private one uh, and you can even put like academics as almost like a third one separate uh with if, and they all have massive issues yeah so 100%. you really so you really you really like in the end it's a lottery for the students in most places of men sometimes you just have those great teachers that really believe in what they're doing. And uh, I had a few of them and they get you really hyped up. Um, and you, did you want to study and you get motivated? Yeah. But to your point, what was it? Um, you can set direction and accelerate it. That's all you can do. And for that, for that, you need to have clear, clear direction. Um, you need to have manageable steps and you need to have feedback. And the, the feedback needs to arrive in timely fashion, which sometimes is immediately and sometimes is make them suffer a little bit longer. 
before the feedback arrives. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And that that's how I see that's how I see education. And it's it's that simple. Like these elements, I can direct you. And then if you want to deal with motivating people, especially smart ones, um, you need to give an option of mastery. You need to give autonomy and self-direction, you know, and then you need to give them pat on the back. They need them. They all need them. Um, and that's it. That's education for me. These, these, these few points put together, that's education. 100%. Well, I think that's a, a good note to kind of wrap up. I know it's late where you guys are at, but um, I'd like to do it again if, you, if you're interested and just keep the conversation going because I think... Uh, Quick. Quick. Let's agree on a, on a topic uh-huh. for, for the cipher. Cipher. Okay, I don't know the beat yet. It was waving. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk out, out of this. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Let yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna write about education anyway because that's what's gonna be my direction. Let's let the flow of things write it all. Seth, it was really cool. Um, yeah, I'm more than happy to come back and talk education. And yeah, if you record it, I will be using a slightly different language. <laughs> no worries, friend. I um, appreciate you uh, contributing to the conversation. And Quex, if I can help in any way, uh, which is not financial, but let's say like, if I can help in any way with, with uh, proof of work, let me know. I'm uh, limited. Yeah, I'm, you already have, I'm you already have, man. You already have. Be beginning of school year, <laughs> it's, it's uh, the wallet is suffering. No, I, you challenge you challenge you challenge some thoughts, man, and I appreciate that. So thank you, uh, thank you for sharing your thoughts and being being honest. So appreciate. Cool. It. See you around, guys. All right, guys. Thanks. Cool. Man. Take care. Thanks.